Power Project family, how's it going? This episode is brought to you by Vivo Barefoot Shoes. These shoes we've been wearing for almost a year now, and we love them because they, they're great for our feet. Wide toe box, minimal shoe, they're flexible, but they also don't look like shit. <laughs> Most a lot of barefoot shoes. When you see them and you put them on, you're actually asking for people to make fun of you. But <laughs> <laughs> these shoes actually look really fucking good. Yes, dude, they look good. No one's gonna make fun of you, and you don't even need a man bun to wear these shoes. <laughs> you can just put them on inside the gym, outside of the gym. You're gonna look good. You're gonna feel good, and your feet are gonna get stronger. You guys got to head over to VivoBarefoot.com and at checkout, enter promo code POWERPROJECT to save 20% off your entire order. Again, VivoBarefoot.com, promo code POWERPROJECT, 20% off. Links to them down in the description as well as the podcast show notes. Yeah, like my son, he does this thing where he goes, ah, ah, like, fuck. All right. He'll do a bunch of stuff that you're going to be like, man, that's annoying. And then like, you're just going to be like, Oh my God, he gets that from me. <laughs> oh, yeah. You're like, fuck. Some weird noise or something. You'll be like, God damn, that's. And then you're like, oh shit. Mm-hmm. I remember uh, I was always like, Jake kind of drags his feet when he's, you know, walking. And uh, <laughs> Quinn comes out of her room one day. She goes, Oh my God, I thought you were Jake. He's like, Jake sounds the same way, dragging his feet down the hallway. <laughs> I was like, what the? I was like, this is some bullshit. You drag your feet when you walk, where you used to? I don't, yeah. Now I don't, you were fat. Yeah. I was waddling. <laughs> yeah. A lot of waddling. <laughs> Yo, do you walk, um, nowadays, did you used to, when you used to walk at 3.30, were your feet pointed outwards or were they pointed forwards? I'm just curious, because like now yeah. when you're walking, your feet are pointed forwards, but. Yeah, I was uh, pretty aware of that stuff uh, for L- Louis Simmons, uh pointed out years ago he you know louis just had a weird way of wording stuff so he's just like (laughs) you just listen to what he said he's like if you're walking with your feet pointed out you got weak hamstrings i'm like i don't want weak hamstrings go louis i walk with the sled i'm gonna walk with my feet straight Mm. so i uh even though i wanted to waddle that way with my feet (laughs) pointed out a lot i didn't so you mindfully adjusted Mm -hmm. each step Mm -hmm. so that your toes were pointing forward yeah that's a good thing a lot of people could do. And now, now, is that a natural way for you to walk now? Or It is a pretty natural way for me to walk, but I do have to um, consciously like screw my hip in like a little bit where I uh, my cue is to kind of go like heel out. So it's not heel out so much that I'm pigeon-toed, but it's heel out to the oh. point where my feet are straight. Oh, I, um, I just so. think guys in general, if you look at guys standing around, like we just tend to really let that – our resting position a lot of times is just to let the knee, let the foot point out. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's necessarily problematic, uh, but I do think that maybe resting in specific positions really, really often and shifting from one hip to the other and putting stress in certain areas might be an issue over time. Mm-hmm. Makes a lot of sense. Just something to be kind of conscious of. And then now that I've been running, you know, I think it's also uh, good to be kind of in contact and in communication with your full body alignment as much as you can. Yeah. And on that note, today, guys, we're because we've been getting actually quite a bit of questions, a few questions on Discord and in general on YouTube because you've been doing a lot of running. You're posting about it. People can see you sweating and shit on social media. You've like been the running. titties bouncing. <laughs> titties be bouncing up and down and up and down and up and down rhythmically. Each step looks real nice. Um, but people have been wondering how you've been getting into it and like how um, – how you've been transitioning. And like, I mean, as far as running's concerned, I've been seeing a lot of individuals like uh, buddy Sam Okunola, 
who actually recently did a show. He prepped for a bodybuilding show, still doing right. Yeah, he's still jacked, hasn't been losing any muscle, and he's been running miles per day. Um, obviously, we had Nick Bear on, but a lot of people are starting to get back into running. And I think for a while, uh, a lot of people avoided, especially within this side of fitness, the muscle side of fitness. People mm-hmm. have been avoiding mm-hmm. running because people are like, well, if you run, you're going to lose muscle. <laughs> it's not the case. I think that you can run and you should be fine. You shouldn't really uh, lose a lot of muscle. In fact, uh, if you listen to Andy Galpin, when he was on Andrew Huberman's show, uh, he talked about how he thinks that cardio can be a vehicle for some people to get even bigger. What did he say? I didn't. I didn't get to listen to it. I so mean, like, it, increasing I think, your. Capacity? I think for yourself, like, if you were just to eat, like, you would be bigger and more jacked than ever, probably because of your jujitsu, right? Like, it's like a storage area for all the carbohydrates, and it's not going to necessarily show up around your waist until you go way overboard. Mm-hmm. But yeah, later on in that episode, uh, Andy Galpin talked about some cardio uh, type of training being, again, a, a uh, like a nutrient partitioner. So something that can help you put energy into your muscles rather than storing it away as fat when you are a person that is very active and you're u- utilizing different energy systems. Absolutely. No, that, that makes a lot of sense. Um, and, and one thing I'm going to add on to that too is if, you're, if you want to get into running, be careful not to do it too quickly. I mean, one of the mistakes that I'm, one of the reasons why I avoided running a while ago was because every time I'd start running, I'd go a little bit too far. Number one, actually, my, my, the shoes I was wearing was kind of shit, but my knees would always start to hurt. And I was like, oh, running makes my knees hurt. But the thing is, is like, we should be able to jog and run without pain. So that mm-hmm. means that there is a dysfunction coming from somewhere. And oddly enough, as I've been working on the stuff with the feet, when I run now, my knees don't hurt. Yeah, it makes a big difference, you know, uh, doing some stuff for the tibs and doing some stuff for your feet. Before I did my run today, I did a couple sets of the tib bar. Um, I probably did, I don't know, about three sets, and I did three sets of uh, some calf work beforehand mm-hmm. just to go before the run just to get like a little warm-up. And if I don't have access to those things for the day, I usually just wiggle my ankles around before I put them in my shoes. Um I don't know, three minutes aside or something. That's not too much to ask. And then when I'm putting on my toe socks, I will, uh, you know, stick my hand into my, what do they call it? Glove, hand, glove, hand, toe, foot, glove. finger, hand, yeah. <laughs> I'll finger my toes. There you go. And I uh, get the toes to wiggle around and spread a little bit. And then I just put my socks on. So it's like a little mini activity for the feet before I go and put my, uh, my socks and my feet into my shoes before I go run. All right. So question one, because I think uh, people are like, why the fuck are you guys even talking about running? You should be talking about building muscle. But I think the first question people would ask is like, if you wanted to start doing some running or jogging, right? <laughs> so a little bit slower, um, would that impact muscle growth? Would that impact you being able to put on muscle over time? Um, what do you think about that? I got some thoughts on it. Yeah. What do you think? I think that everything has an impact at first. <laughs> everything has an impact at, at first, first you know at first there's always like <clears throat> if you found if you just figured out that you're drinking too much water and you started to drink less you might feel worse if you found out that you're drinking way too little water and you drink more there's a possibility even though it should be helpful then you might feel worse like there's always a possibility that there's going to be people that try the carnivore diet and three days later they have diarrhea <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't mean the carnivore diet's a shitty diet but it does mean that it's a change so mm-hmm. Anytime there's change, you start to lose a little bit of weight, you might lose some strength. And if you poured out a lot of energy in the morning and you went for a morning run, 
when you go to the gym later on in the day, um, you might feel like shit. Also, people tend to mix in a lot of stuff at one time. So they're like, okay, and Seema said fasting. Mark said running. Like, I got that down. Now Andrew said he only eats like twice a day too, so I'm going to do that. I'm supposed to not eat any carbs. I got it. Yeah, I'm not supposed to eat carbs. Let me see if I got this right. I'm not supposed to eat carbs. I got to drag the sled. Yeah. Oh, I can't forget about my journaling. Or my ATG split squats and my meditation. My meditation, my cold. Andrew cold has a cold plunge. plunge. Cold I got to get on that cold plunge too. I've been scared of that. So he's like, <laughs> now they have this fucking list that they're looking at. <laughs> And they incorporate everything at once. And of course, that's going to really be very, very difficult to do. So if you're not going to do a mushroom trip, fuck, right? While you're running, that actually works really good. But then you might be lost. (laughs) (laughs) You might get really scared of bears too. Oh, shit. Yeah. That's dangerous. Uh, That's a good thing. Did you really get lost for like eight hours? Oh, yeah. We were, yeah, we were, it was starting to get a little compromising. Oh, fuck. That's terrifying. It, we knew we knew our way back at least. Like the whole time we kind of knew which way to go back, but we didn't know how to go like forward anymore. And we were like, oh, let's see if this like road is up. And then we're like, the road's going to be covered in snow too. Everything's covered in snow. Like, I felt I super sorry for Graham too because he was wearing Vibrams. <sighs> yeah, his feet got cold and wet. Oh. I had like legit like hiking boots on, so I was pretty good. Mm-hmm. But then after a while, because we started stepping in these big fucking trenches, uh, some snow was getting into my <sighs> foot too, and it was just, I, you know, there's nothing more demoralizing than having to walk back. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. Like, uh-huh. hey guys, we've been walking for five hours. Like, let's mm. let's head back. Yeah. And it's like there's no fast way to track that back, mm-hmm. and there's nothing out there. Uh-huh. I saw two. I saw two birds. That's all I saw. God damn, that's wild. But 100% product placement. Ryan was wearing the Magna FGs from Vivo. Mm-hmm. This wasn't even planned. Yep. And, and I have those hiking boots. They're the green ones. Um, but they have some really good hiking boots. If you're looking for minimal hiking boots that are like fucking solid. Go to Second Vivo's hardest website. thing I've ever done in my life, by the way. <laughs> that hike? Yeah. Wow. Really? The, uh, that says 100, a lot. The 100,000 steps is still the hardest thing I've ever done, <laughs> which sounds sense. weird. But that was really challenging. Yeah. Some weird way. I don't know why. Wow. Just the longevity of the whole thing. Well, you guys had snow up to your knees and shit at a certain point, right? Yeah, it was weird. That's fucking wild. It got to be weird. Anyway, back Ooh. to this whole fucking running thing. So <laughs> running will have a negative impact on you at first because I think that the influence of anything has a little bit of a negative impact. You start mm-hmm. to lift weights and you're going to say, what in the fuck? I did that set of 21s. I got all pumped up to do some biceps. And now you guys remember not being able to straighten out your arm. Yeah. Remember that shit? Um, having that, that weird dry feeling across the chest where you can't like even move your arm hard. You're like, what the, just feels like everything's going to snap. Yes. So yes. first couple introductions to something new, you mentioned that with jujitsu first couple weeks and months even was like, Holy. shit didn't make no sense. And you <laughs> came in the gym and you tried to work out and you just were like, what? Like this sucks. Yeah. When I was doing professional wrestling, it was the same thing. Like my neck would be kind of compromised all the time and my strength was zero, but after I did it for a little while, I got used to it. So I don't think that running will have a negative impact. I mean, you have to think about like where, where would your heart rate be when you're, when you're running, you know? So if you're running some hills and stuff, well, now we're talking about something a little different. And if you're trying to sprint, <clears throat> that's actually like a different category. Yeah. Uh, but if you're kind of in between a jog and in, in between a run from like a normal person, not from somebody who's already been practicing it a lot, that's mm-hmm. already really good at it. Um, you're definitely in a safe range where you're not going to, 
I don't believe that you'll compromise any muscle. I don't think that should even really be a concern for most people. Absolutely not. And especially if you're making sure to get enough adequate protein and adequate calories. But sleep, sp- yeah. And sleep, you're going to be perfectly fine. But what I'm going to say is as you're getting yourself introduced to, as you start running again, you got to do what you did. Do run walks. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like this is an example of something you could do. Let's say that you got your Apple Watch or whatever device you have and you want to go for a mile. Don't run the mile. Okay. Do a do some light jogging for a little bit, then walk and do it while keeping your breath in control. Don't don't get yourself out of breath. Don't kill yourself doing this. Because what's going to happen is if you haven't been doing any type of running or jogging for a long time, you're going to feel after your first session or two, you're going to feel some pain on the bottom of your foot. You're going to feel some pain in your Achilles. Your calves might feel real tight, right? So you want to give yourself, you want to ease yourself into this volume. It's like if you went to the gym, you're not going to do fucking 20 sets of arms on day one. And I, when people start running, because it's such a normal movement, that's a place where more often than not, people bite off way more than they can chew. And they're like, oh, fuck, my knees hurt, my hips hurt, my back hurts. And then there's the, even the, the aspect of uh, the way you strike your foot on the ground, right? If you, if you start doing some jogging or running and you're heel striking each step, heel to forefoot, you might notice that you're going to be feeling some pain in certain places. So I know people go back and forth and where to strike. <laughs> But, I mean, from what I've been looking up in terms of people looking at how individuals with good feet strike the ground, it should probably be midfoot to forefoot. It shouldn't be, you shouldn't be using your heel that often when you're running. What do you think about that? If you can't do it barefoot, then it's not natural, right? Like if, so take that for whatever it's worth. Like if you're going to run barefoot, then you are going to run quite differently. Yeah. It's going to mainly be on your toes. Um However, like it doesn't make sense to try to run around everywhere barefoot. Oh, no, 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 no. You know, the blacktop and the concrete and... Concrete itself isn't a natural thing. <laughs> rocks and bottles yeah. and like all this shit. You know, you got to, you know, you got to really be careful. And uh, protecting your feet is super important for somebody that's going to start to take more steps mm-hmm. or for somebody that's going to start to run. When it comes to jogging, I don't think that people are aware of this fact, but jogging is made up. Jogging is as made up as a bicep curl with an easy curl bar or as made up as a tricep pushdown. It was invented and created by our, created by one of the co-founders of Nike. You can look all this up. This is information that's been out there for a long time. So jogging is a particular technique. And I don't think people understand that or realize that because really? people are like, Hey, you know what? You dumbass when you're jogging, your technique's wrong because you're heel striking. And it's like, Oh really? <laughs> well, that's actually impossible because running is an activity that was made up and it involves heel striking and rolling on your foot. But I mean, why did they create that that way? They created it because they created a nice shoe that's comfortable for that. Mm-hmm. And much like any other company, my company, anybody else's company, I believe it was done with good intentions. I believe it was done like, hey, let's get people to move. Let's get people to exercise. Yeah. What's one of the, what's one of the toughest things with people running? It's like it hurts their feet. It hurts their lower back. It hurts their knees. Well, let's give him a good cushion to run on. So I don't think it was just a profit thing. I don't think the guy was like, let's make tons of money and let's do this whole thing this way. Um, but I think, uh, I think maybe over time it turned to that because they're like, fuck, we can sell a lot of shoes this way. Yeah. So jogging is in its own separate category. I also, I also put, I personally put sprinting in a different category too. Mm-hmm. Sprinting's like a, just a different animal. Um, I would like for everybody to be able to possess the ability to do some form of sprint. Uh, but 
it's just a it's just a tougher thing to get people into. Like if we can get people to if we can get people to jog and we can get people to run a little bit, that would be amazing. Yeah. The sprinting part of it, that's a tougher one to figure out. But man, you know what? If you're sprinting at 60 years old, that's a really good sign that your body's functioning really well. Mm-hmm. And, and all of this stuff, though, it, it's a progression. Like, let's let's think about what, what most people are going to have to progress to from step zero to step one. It's going to be probably the strength of your feet. Because as you were saying, like, if you're wearing, a, like, padded shoes everywhere um, and you go and you try to run in some Vivos or some fucking Vibrams, mm-hmm. right? Number one, if you tried to do it like you typically would when you're heel striking, you'd feel a lot of pain like that's why i mean they they've looked at the they looked at the hadza and a lot of these other tribes or i think that's the kalahari tribe or whatever um and these are modern day hunter gatherers and they looked at how they ran and how they're hunting it's all midfoot forefoot you know even if they're wearing sandals it's all midfoot forefoot they never really heel strike anything right so i'm not saying that people if if you do that, you shouldn't. But I would suggest that you try to strengthen your feet so that you have the capacity to probably go on your midfoot or your forefoot. One hundred percent. You know, get out of your shoes more often if you can. Um, fuck, man. Maybe even take a yoga class because that's an hour where you're not in a shoe mm-hmm. and you're on a mat. Maybe do some jujitsu. Again, that's another opportunity. I think a lot of people that do jujitsu, they're like, man, my knees and elbows and my feet are really, <laughs> and fingers, right? Initially, yeah. Yeah, you feel like, a lot of that. All that shit's like really, because uh, it's getting worked in some ways that maybe it just never has. So mm-hmm. um, anytime you have an opportunity to take your shoes and socks off, uh, I think you should do so. Um, walking outside in the morning is something I do every morning. And I just walk in the grass and I walk around for, I don't walk around very long, probably out there for like three minutes, Mm -hmm. but I do it, you know, I should probably be out there a little longer, but, um, any opportunity you can have. And even just more on a side note, if you're like, fuck all this, man, these guys are giving me way too much shit to add (laughs) to my life. Yeah. Try to find some sort of time where you can get barefoot and, uh, you know, go on a beach or, uh, just again, just be mindful of it. Can I take in this situation? is it okay for me to take my shoes and socks off? And if it is, you're training your feet while you're like walking on the beach with your girl or something, you know? So it's, I I know we're ridiculous. I know that we like to exercise all day. So I I always try to keep that in mind, but um, it is one more thing that could be helpful to you. And you can also just occasionally go to a field and just, that could be your training for the day. Yeah. Fuck the gym for a day. Like, just don't go. It's okay. You're not going to die. Go to a field and take your shoes and socks off and maybe just walk the field. Yeah. Just walk back and forth. Maybe a little bit of a jog. But back to the topic of like how do you fucking get started in the first place? You brought it up already. A walk a walk run or a walk jog is your best. Let's use the word jog. A walk jog. Mm-hmm. Go really fucking slow. I shot a video a couple days ago. I said slow and low. Stay low and move super slow. I would say, I would take it as far as to say, like, if you're new to running, uh, run as if your back hurts. Like, ru- like, ru- like, be fucking protected. You know how you move when you really slip something in your back and you're like, you kind of u- brace everything. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, there you go. Yeah, you got the perfect. <laughs> he looked just like me when he did that. <laughs> I was channeling yeah, you. Yeah, you nailed it. Yeah, like, move like you already kind of got hurt. Like Super the, bouncy, like soft. Yeah. You have good shocks. Yeah. And over time, then you want to really try to loosen your body up 
to make sure your head's kind of neutral and you want to do the three things that Zach Bitter shared with me that I think are really important, which is uh, lean forward, drive your knees up, and drive your elbows back. Mm -hmm. That's really simple. Mm -hmm. Lean forward, drive the knees forward, drive the elbow back. People get really obsessed with their stride and they get really concerned about... In my experience, anytime I thought like, oh, let's open up my, sh- you know, I'm going to open up my stride. I've gotten hurt every time. It's led to just pure disappointment mm-hmm. on my end. And it's probably, you know, for other reasons, but um, don't really worry about that too much. In fact, I would say just keep the stride, keep it short, keep it sweet. And you want to be able to live to be able to run another day. And one thing of all of this is like, you were saying, number one, run like you hurt yourself. But number two, be kind to yourself through this process. Because even for me, when I started getting into running again, I'm like, God dang, uh, this capacity. I used to have this capacity when I played sports. And now it's like I, I feel old, right? <laughs> so I had to be kind enough to myself to be like, okay, this is going to be something that I'm not going to get used to in just a few weeks. Just like when I started jujitsu and it took me a while to be able to get good. Mm-hmm. It's going to take me a while to get good at this since it's been a long time since I've practiced. So understand that just after a few weeks, you're not going to be, unless this is something you've done often, you're not going to feel great, but there will be progress there. So give yourself literal months. Give yourself slow progress. Stay out of pain. When you're running, try to keep a pace where like, don't don't push yourself too hard. You know what I mean? Try to keep a pace where you can like, Maybe you can have a conversation with someone and your breathing's under control. Don't go to a place where like you don't have control of that because you want to slowly inch yourself forward to be able to do this for miles. And so you'll be able to have a bigger capacity. But if you rush yourself too fast, there's a good chance you could injure yourself. And then you're going to be one of those people that's like, you know, running's not for me. It's just going to hurt my knees, blah, blah, blah. Your body needs time to adapt to what you're doing. What's the, um, the, the programming? Uh, because like if we're doing like progressive overload in the gym, um, even though I, I'm pretty terrible at keeping track of that sort of thing, but I know it's like, okay, this week I did, you know, a plate next week I'll do a plate and a 10, you know, so on and so forth. So with run walking, jogging or whatever, is there anything that you can point to and be like, okay, so this week you did, I don't know, like Mark, you talk about run into the next pole or mm-hmm. whatever. Uh, what's another good way to kind of keep track of that sort of thing so that way you know you're improving? Yeah, I, this drives people nuts, but I just I like to keep things really simple. I don't look at anything. I you know have a Garmin watch. I have an Apple watch. I have a bunch of stuff to track all this stuff, and I don't track any of it. I just I just don't I just don't care. Um, how do I know like I'm getting better? Like because I can breathe better when I'm running. So for me, it's like just just give yourself a little extra shove. I do think. You might want to keep in mind that I've been doing a lot of stuff with my body for a really long time. And so I, I might have a little bit more like physical awareness of how I feel than maybe the next person. Um, but yeah, just the main, main thing for me was like I was walking one day and I felt good enough. And I was like, I feel light enough and good enough. I think I can run a little bit. Mm-hmm. So I started to jog very slowly. And then I picked up the pace a little bit and I was like, you know what? I think I can do rather than just like jogging and walking, I think I can like run walk. And so I was like, let me run to this spot and and then I would continue, continue onward for this like path that was like three miles or so. And I remember thinking to myself after the second or third time that I did it, I was like, wow, this is, this is like, it's kind of fun. It's kind of a nice challenge. Um, the running was like fast enough to where it felt pretty good. Um, and it also felt challenged. The whole thing felt challenging enough 
to be like worthwhile. Like, cause just jogging can sometimes be a little bit boring and I'll get to that in a minute, but uh, it felt good. And I, I remember thinking to myself, like, I'll never, I'll probably never bother. I'll probably never even bother to run the whole thing. Who cares? Like, I, I'm not going to run three, four miles, but it's nice that I just have this capacity now. This feels really good. And so, uh, I don't know, one day I was just like, let me see if I can run this. And then it kind of turned into, I was like, well, let me time it. Let me just kind of see like, how long does this thing take? Uh, and it took like 45 minutes. Again, I don't really know about how far. I'm not really sure. It's over three miles, but certainly not anything that should take anyone 45 minutes. But uh, so then I timed it a bunch, a bunch more times and I've gotten it down to like, I, I think I can run it in under 30 minutes now. Um, but I don't obsess over it. I don't care. Like I did all that. I did that stuff in the gym and I obsessed over those numbers. And the quote from Sal from Mind Pump where he said, the man that really, that the man that loves to walk is going to walk further than the man that loves a destination. And I think that that's a good frame of mind for me to stay in on almost everything that I do in my life. Uh, because I know that I, I know that I know how to do well at stuff. I know that I, I know that I can figure it out. I just like to do it. That part feels good. And the journey, uh, I, I just enjoy, I really enjoy the process of the whole thing. But exactly that, that's what we talk about with so many things when it comes to with, uh, you know, body transformation goals. The things that we tend to focus on are the habits needed to reach the goal and not the destination. Same thing with trying to become somebody who runs well. Well, you, we focus on the habit of just trying to do it consistently. Andrew, you, you mentioned like what does the programming look like? Figure out what works for you. If you're someone who's like, okay, you know what? I can tell myself that I can try to improve at this two times a week. Then you do it for two times a week. And you just, you just try to progress yourself slowly. On weeks where you're feeling kind of beat, still go do it, but be a little bit easier on yourself. You're feeling good? Push yourself a little bit more for that distance that you were going. I wouldn't set a timeline on like, I want to be, depending on who you are, but I'm personally not setting a timeline for like, I'm going to be able to do a mile and under this, or I want to do two or three miles and under this. I'm not doing that. I'm just paying attention to, does my breathing feel good? Does the, uh, my ability to be able to do this feel better over time or today? Am I feeling kind of beat up and tired? Okay. I'm still going to do it, but I'm just going to work with what I've got now. And as I get the habit of it, I will get better and better and better at it over time. It's, and this is something that if you do jujitsu, you kind of have to do because jujitsu is something where it's like you're not going to get good at that fast. It's a totally different type of thing. But the main thing is just I'm just going to go into the gym. The You'll get good at running really fast on the other hand. Yeah, you will. <laughs> yeah, very right? fast, very quickly. You'll get good at running. It's a human Ooh. thing. Yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah, jujitsu is not. Mm-hmm. <laughs> But it's just the habit of going yeah. to the gym and training jujitsu will get you good at jujitsu. Mm-hmm. Same thing here. Just build the habit. Then it'll become something that you're now looking forward to because you kind of enjoy the feeling of being out there and running. It's so stupid how good it makes you feel too. To be good at anything. Yeah. Mm. Practice yeah. it. You're good at it. And it, it somehow gives you like tons of self-confidence. It makes mm-hmm. you feel great. So that's why we're so obsessed. That's why we're talking about all this shit all the time because we know the spark that it can light in a lot of people and we, we hope that you find that thing. And I think that uh, for everybody listening who's like, fuck running, I'm never going to really mess with it. Maybe, maybe the first, maybe your first introduction to it is to try a little low and slow running on a treadmill or to mess with it on an elliptical 
and elliptical's kind of running. It's like halfway there. Um, if you're a heavier person, if you're if you're over 300 pounds, um, I don't want to discourage you to run, um, but I would encourage you to to walk, and I would encourage you to maybe uh, work on dropping body weight because that amount of body weight and running of any kind is unfortunately it just doesn't mix really well. So I would like for people that are real big just to just to try to wait it out a bit. Uh, one thing that you can do that can be really effective is you can do something like push a prowler mm. or push a, uh, like the tank type thing that we have at the gym here mm-hmm. because you can actually kind of run with those because you can put some weight on them. You put a little bit of your own body weight on there and because you have a resistance, you're going slow. Mm-hmm. And also for the big boys out there, you can run a hill. You can get away with like – but again, I, you gotta go. You're, you gotta go really fucking slow. I can't urge. I can't like encourage you enough to just go way slower than you ever thought you could even move. Pat Roger family, how's it going? We talk about sleep all the time on this podcast. That's why we partnered with Eight Sleep Mattresses. Now, this mattress is the Tesla of sleep. It's the Tesla of beds. Its technology tracks your heart rate, your heart rate variability. It changes its own temperature based off the way you sleep, so that you get better sleep every single night. It is quite literally insane. Check them out, Andrew. How do they get it? Yes, and before I do that, I wanted to let you guys know that you can actually set the bed to wake you up silently. I know that sounds weird, but actually the bed starts vibrating around your head, and it doesn't wake up the entire household the way my phone used to do back in the day. So now I just kind of have the bed wake me up silently, and it's amazing. You guys got to head over to 8sleep.com slash powerproject. That's E-I-G-H-T, sleep.com slash powerproject. When you guys go there, you'll see a banner across the top saying that you're going to receive a hundred. $150 off automatically. So again, that's 8sleep.com slash power project to receive $150 off your pod pro cover or your pod pro cover and mattress combo. Links to them down in the description as well as the podcast show notes. Let's get back to the podcast. <laughs> is there any benefit or is there any like uh, shortcuts, I guess I'll say to adding resistance to it, whether it be a, a weighted vest, some, uh, some cankle weights or, <clears throat> you know, a sled or something when it comes to somebody trying to get into jogging, running, etc. Fuck away from ankle weights when you're doing that shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I was just thinking, I was thinking of just stuff that can attach to you, but yeah. For walking, you weighted vest with walking, if, you know, if you're heavier, that's a great idea. A weighted vest for walking is actually a great place to start if you're trying to run and you're a heavier person, you're trying mm-hmm. to lose the weight to get used to it. Because it'd be really nice if you had... If you have, you know, you have a little bit more strength with your with your body weight as you're losing that weight, you're mm. keeping that strength of having that uh, additional weight on you because you have a weight vest on. I think people overdo the weight vest stuff too. I don't think you need that much weight. I think anything over like ten pounds is, is actually pretty good. If mm-hmm. you're trying to like, I don't know, if you're trying to be a savage or something like that, you you can maybe try ten percent of your body weight or something. But I th- I just think that's a lot. Uh, when it comes to running though, I, w- I would av- advise against, I would advise against two things when you first start running. Don't run downhill. Do not run downhill. <laughs> do not run downhill. <laughs> and, uh, and also, uh, do not run downhill. Yeah, do not run, yeah. Do not run with any sort of weight, uh, on you. You can, it's hard to tell people certain things because then they're going to go and like blow it up and do it different. But like you can kind of run with a sled, mm. but you, I don't think that you should sprint with a sled. Mm-hmm. You can, because the sled's nice because it's going to slow you down. Again, if you're pushing something like a vehicle or you're pushing the tank or a prowler, that's something that you can, 
you can kind of run. I, don't, I just don't want anybody to sprint with anything uh, until you're somebody that has practiced running for a little while. The last thing I want to share on this this particular note of like getting hurt is it's important for people to understand you can get hurt doing anything. Mm-hmm. You can get hurt doing fucking anything. You can be like, oh man, Jefferson Curl, that looks dope. <laughs> and you could try it and you can be like, oh my God, I cannot believe I fucking, <laughs> something weird happened. I've had a bunch of this stuff happen. Like the first time we had the tank, I was so excited and I started doing laps back and forth and I'm like not even thinking because I always love the sled stuff. And yeah. I'm like, oh, I'm going to dig in on it a little bit. And I didn't even go that hard yet. And it's like pop something right in like my, my uh, not Achilles, but like my calf. I was like, what in the fuck was that? <laughs> and I'm just like hobbling around the gym. And everyone's like, are you okay? I'm like, I'm fine. <laughs> Dehydrated, got a cramp. Oh my God. I was, that was so annoying. Get off my case. You can get hurt doing anything. Mm-hmm. So just getting hurt is the worst because it just reduces you to nothing. Yeah. Um, but if you think about running in the real basic form, it's like, can you stand on one leg? You know, do you have the ability like just stand on one leg and maybe stand on one leg? Maybe you balance yourself a little bit by touching something just so you can kind of see how you're doing with that. Can you hop up and down uh, on both feet as if you're uh, jumping rope? Can you hop up and down on one foot? Mm-hmm. You know, these are things to try to mess around with. Go back and forth, hopping on one foot to the other foot. If that feels like really iffy and really sucks, then maybe that could be something that you could work on before you even start running. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, there's one thing that I wanted to mention real quick, and it came from the Discord. This guy, Oat Mills, asked, uh, should I be running before or after I lift weights? Or does the timing even matter? I'm trying to burn off stubborn belly fat and build more muscle. I'm kind of a skinny guy, so most people tell me I shouldn't be running at all. Is that true? If not, how many times a week should I be running? So many questions. <laughs> but... The first thing I want to actually mention is the should I be running before or after I lift weights? And I think there's like two ways to think about it. Um, You know, like when you do any type of new activity, it's going to fatigue you pretty hard. Mm -hmm. And after a few weeks, it's going to be like nothing. Like running in the morning, if you chose to run in the morning and then lift in the afternoon, will feel normal. But understand that if you choose to do it before lifting, be ready for your lifts or your, your activity in the gym just to feel a little bit off. For the first few weeks, mm-hmm. um, because your body's not used to that. And if stimulus. it's hot, if Ooh. it's hot outside, you might really struggle. Yeah. But after you do it for a while, your lifts are going to come right back. Mm-hmm. That's what happens with a lot of people. So some, most would say that, oh yeah, do it after you lift. But I'd say if you want to do it before you lift, that's fine. Just be, be ready to just go a little bit lighter with whatever you're doing in the gym for a few weeks. Cause it's going to take you mm-hmm. a little bit to get used to it. Was it a, uh- Am I getting the name right? Dan Griggs? Dan Griggs. The deadlifter? Deadlifter. Yeah. That fucking guy mm-hmm. runs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just deadlift a thousand... Twenty-five? Twenty-five. I mean, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, there's some animals out there, and uh, there's a lot of football players that are big. A lot of the running backs in the NFL, they run... Um, they're not running, like, super far. They're not running anything past, you know, a handful of miles, really, but... Mm-hmm. These are guys that weigh 210, 220, and they're big motherfuckers. Yeah. They're, they're very jacked. They hold a lot of muscle mass. Um, so I think this idea that you can't run is, is definitely false. And then if you're trying to get big, if you're trying, yeah. If you're, so I mean, like, look, if you're trying to be high level power lifter and a high level bodybuilder and things like that, 
there would be times to like get rid of running, right? There mm-hmm. would definitely be time periods where it's like, okay, it's not advantageous for me to run at the moment. Um, but can you still run periodically throughout the year? Of course you can. Mm-hmm. Um, when to run? Should you run before or after? I think just do, like, uh, sometimes it just comes down to like, what do you want to do? <laughs> you know, just do that. Because if you're always trying to optimize everything all the time, it gets to be super annoying. And you might lose patience and lose track with it. But if you really think it's super important to optimize it and you are on the skinnier side, maybe you want to prioritize your lifting a little bit. Um, I might even say something to the effect of, um, you know, maybe you have, uh, maybe your legs are really skinny. Mm. And so Mm. you prioritize some leg training on a particular day, give yourself the proper recovery. Uh, Some people might say, hey, like just smash the legs all in one day and stuff like that. I what I would advise is in those particular cases is do a little bit of lifting, like microdose your lifting, so your lifting's not fucking up your running and vice versa. Um, I didn't get enough of what I wanted yesterday workout wise, so I came back to the gym. I did pull ups and hack squats back and forth for like twenty minutes or something like that. Had a great workout. I ran just a little bit ago, felt great. Didn't even notice that I did the hack squats, even though. Uh, when I was doing them, I started making a lot of weird faces and noises because <laughs> yeah. I was trying to give it that Mike Isratel push and I was mm-hmm. going full range and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's what I would advise is to kind of microdose your lifting and then you don't have to really worry about like what you do first and what you do second because the lifting's not that hard. The running shouldn't, in my opinion, shouldn't be that, neither one of them should be that hard. Um, if you are going to have something more intense, then maybe you just kind of... Uh, separate the two out a little bit more to make room and for the running aspect of things give yourself like be easier with yourself on the running because i do believe that you can run and get big at the same time Mm -hmm. as long as you're eating enough calories but if you're doing the running don't go for crazy mileages because he also asked Mm. how how much should i be running okay if you want to do a run every day do a mile a day like literally I'm doing a, a, a mile run and, and keeping the pace modest, not trying to like set some kind of crazy record or PR, just trying to get yourself used to the running or you could break it into um, 400s. How many, how many, uh, how many uh, meters is in a mile? 1600? Yeah, it? it's four laps. Yep. It's four laps. Mm-hmm. Um, so you could just do, you could literally do just like multiple 200s or something. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, modest pace, but you could do that and then you could still lift later uh, and just get yourself used to it. Because after a few weeks, it's not going to be something that impedes your progress if you're eating enough calories and you're doing what you need to do in the gym and you'll still be able to grow. But the problem is just like making sure you're eating enough for the amount, the amount of calories you're expending. And if you're just doing like a mile, it's not going to be that many calories. If you have access to a track, it would be amazing to go to a track, walk around the track once. Second time that you go around the track, jog 100 meters, mm-hmm. which is going to feel like forever, by the way. Mm-hmm. It's going to feel really far. You're like, what in the fuck? It's the biggest to, track ever. Yeah. Yeah. What, <laughs> what? They mess this place up or whatever, right? Walk, the, walk around the corner, um, take that next 100, and uh, just give that a little bit more of like a run rather than just a jog. Then, uh, you know, then... Just kind of do that for until you get to like four laps, basically. The first lap is a walk. Mm-hmm. 
second lap you're gonna jog one part one part of the hundred meters and the next one you're gonna run that part of the hundred meters you're walking the corners every time mm-hmm. continue that until you're done like that would be a fucking awesome workout now i'm saying you know go x speed on the first jog and x speed on the second run but you adjust according to how you move yeah so you're not trying to move when you're what i'm saying like run on that second one that second hundred meters i'm not telling you to like break a record just run faster than you did on that first jog mm-hmm. that workout will be very difficult if yeah. you haven't run in a long time that's going to feel that's going to feel incredible so you can go back to the track in another week and try it again and then maybe it's something that you uh, build a little habit. It's kind of nice to have a track. It just orients you about how far you're going and stuff. Mm-hmm. So uh, it, it is really boring. Um, so maybe you can have somebody that you go with or something like that. But one of the biggest issues I have with running from what I see is that runners, they get a mentality of like, I'm going to run this whole fucking thing. Mm. And they do it no matter what. And then they're like, my back hurts a lot. Mm. It's like, Hey, have you ever thought like maybe like when you're running, you ever stop and like just, I don't know, do some squats or just get down on the ground, do some push-ups. Um, don't be so eager just to finish every run. I understand what you're trying to do. I get it because the mental side of it's great. And you're like, wow, I'm really getting fatigued. Um, but you're getting fatigued from just you're continually doing the same thing over and over again. You'll actually even get a greater challenge and you'll give yourself, your body an opportunity to kind of stretch stretch and lengthen and relax a little bit if you mm-hmm. just do a movement that's quite different. So there's no reason why you can't stop. And there's also no reason why you can't stop and just sit the fuck down. You can sit down. You can just chill. You don't have to always finish them all the time. But I see runners, they get really diligent with that. The second piece is that people, because of the mental side of running, people get so obsessed with how far they're running mm-hmm. and they're like, yeah, I ran, you know, 30 miles this week or whatever. And that, I get it. I understand it because there's a high to it. But, um, when I went to nugget today, when I went to the grocery store, uh, the guy's like, you work out every day, huh? <laughs> <laughs> I said, yep, pretty much. I said, I really love it. It's kind of just part of my life. He's like, well, that's a very healthy habit. I said, I wish it worked that way. (laughs) (laughs) And he goes, Oh yeah. He goes, I guess you can overdo it. I said, yeah, I have a tendency to want, like I just, I just enjoy it. So I get excited. And the next thing you know, um, but I mean, it is something that you just have to be, especially when it comes to running, Mm. it's really, really easy to overdo it. And it's really really easy to fuck yourself up. And so that's why I think Encima was drawing attention to this because there was a lot of questions uh, coming through about how to run and how to get started. And I just shot a video with uh, Owen um, Owen and Ryan chasing me around in their car, uh, asking me kind of some questions on like the running form and technique. But I would love for people to be able to gain access back to what they were able to do when they were a kid. Mm-hmm. You know, why can't you throw, why can't you zip a football to your uh, nephew? You know, you should be able to hit that little fucker in the chest. <laughs> And make it so he can't breathe. You know, you remember someone did that to you, yep, right? Absolutely. Someone kicked the soccer ball at you really hard when you it were hit a kid. Me right in the nose. Yeah, man. Oh, and there's nothing harder for some reason than a fucking soccer ball. That shit hurts. <laughs> when that shit's coming in hot. Yeah. Ooh, right? 
but it's like you go to do that now and you're like, oh my God, like something ripped in the back of my <laughs> arm or something. And you only throw the ball like 10 yards. It's like, did you hear that pop? Like, like, what was that? Yeah, that was horrible. Yeah. Where, you know, oh. where does, uh, what? so like you mentioned, like, you know, the thinner athlete may be <clears throat> not going too crazy with the jogging if they're trying to get bigger. Um, I know there's potential for injury, especially like when we're just getting started, but can you mix in some sprinting in there? Absolutely. Yeah. I was just thinking like maybe that could even help develop leg size, right? Because you look at sprinters and their mm. legs are fucking huge in comparison yeah. to like other yeah. runners. You Legs know what I mean? Jacked. Yeah. So what anything, What about that? For sure. Um, I don't know why it has this name and I don't know if I'm going to mess this up, but I believe it's called a Farlick or Fartlick or something like that, <laughs> which sounds really disgusting. <laughs> fartlick. It might be someone's name. Oh, okay. Uh, but yeah, that's just that. That's just like randomly deciding to like sprint uh it's like running and sprinting going back and forth i don't know if it's like i don't think it's spelled fartlick but Far-lick? it's spelled fartlick which means really? speed play in swedish it's continuous training with interval training yeah, yeah. oh speed play mm-hmm. we we do that fart-lick. during sex <laughs> <laughs> what just like faster thrusts and slower thrusts yeah Change don't act up. like you weren't there bro thrust in time <laughs> Thrust in time. Yeah, that's what I mean. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, I mean, sprints You can't are... just go fast all the time, Encima. Ah, but I feel like a little jackrabbit. Young man. Yeah. <laughs> you, <know? laughs> you need to slow down sometimes. Yeah. I thought that's the only speed. Fast. You know you that's have a lot like. of speed. Go fast. If you're not first, you're last. <laughs> all right, let me tell you what women like now. <laughs> yeah. Isn't it, don't they like it when you finish first and you're like, huh, I had a great time. How about you? They always say yes. Yeah. And they, they make that like disappointed face. Like, like, but that's what that, they like, right? Yeah, th- I thought that means they liked it. Yeah. <laughs> I think so. That's how I get it all the time. Uh, well, it's different. <laughs> different strokes. <laughs> it's good to finish first, right? It's great to finish first. In everything that it's we do. It's a race. In everything that we do. 100%, full blast, full intensity, mm-hmm. all the time, on everything. Yeah. White knuckle. There's, I win. There's no pre, what is it, uh, whatever, uh, premature ejaculation in nature. Mm. It's like we're just natural humans. We're just winners. Yeah. We got done first. There you go. You lost. There's no premature ejaculation in nature. I like that explanation. Mm-hmm. Is there premature ejaculation no. nature? Lions don't give a fuck. They just want to get their nut on and make, yeah. make more babies. Be a lion. Yeah. They're the, they're the king of the jungle. Except they, 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 bust, they bust like every hour for like a whole day though. That's true. <laughs> yeah, they fucking go to town. I could bust for an hour for a day if I was 16. <laughs> oh, man. I've done that before. I'm pretty sure I have done that. <laughs> Those were the days. Oh, good old days. It was this with myself, though. It wasn't with another person. Maybe that would have changed it. Yeah. Would it twice an hour? Well, my mind thought it was another person because it was a different video. But, I mean, who, who's counting? Mm. And now you have PTSD. <laughs> <laughs> There's a whole episode on that. You guys have to check it out. If you have no idea what we're talking about, just look, search Power Project PTSD. Yeah. Damn. But, hey, yo, but real, like, if you're going to sprint, do <laughs> if you haven't sprinted in a while, boy, don't open up that stride. Mm-hmm. You'll want to. You will want to. It'll feel good. It'll feel good initially. And then it won't. And then it won't. <laughs> like, yo, you need to gradually get yourself used to doing that. Don't go at 100% if you, if you haven't sprinted in a while. Actually, most sprinters outside of races are not going at 100% in training, right? Keep that shit at 50, 60%. Open it up a little bit. And then get out unscathed. It's, so, it's a good thing to do. It's so fun to watch people like they always dissect uh, Sane Bolt. They're always looking at like everything that he does. And it's just like, 
he is just a special human. You know what I mean? Like he really just is. And I understand like he's, of course he's like learned technique and of course he's got like this crazy skill set. Of course he worked his ass off. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's just this beautiful being when he's in motion. Mm-hmm. You're just like, yeah. I don't even know. Like I'm not even going to try to mess with trying to replicate that. So I think when you go out and run, you think you're, it's like, you're going to be like Deion Sanders. <laughs> <laughs> And you're going to take something to the house and you're just going to like, all you're going to take back with you is a fucking torn hamstring (laughs) or a hip or whatever the fuck I tore. I don't even know what I tore. I tore like my pasoas. Yeah. That, that, did you, did you tear, is that what? Oh yeah. Yeah. It's still, it's still kind of annoying. Mm. It's still kind of annoying, but it's Mm. getting better. Yeah. It's definitely getting better. So we both have our little niggles working with the grand. You can't hard L it, dude. <laughs> Look up niggle. It's literally it, it's, a it's word. literally just like having a twinge or what you did to your saws or what I did to my hamstring. It's just a niggle. Just a, a white guy just can de- get one of those. Don't say it. Just deny it, Mark. <laughs> I, never I, had one of those. I didn't even say that on purpose. It just it just happened. Um, let me look up the definition because yeah, it's I like a want... nagging injury or something like yeah. that. Yeah, uh, cause a slight but persistent annoyance, discomfort, or anxiety. The uh, suspicion. Uh oh. Uh oh. <laughs> Next. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> um, but I am impressed. Like you search that so fast. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm quick with the fingers. Mm. Yeah, it's fast. There it is again. I remember years ago, like we were talking about like shoes and different things, and I forgot to mention. I remember years ago when Nike had a, a shoe that came out. It's called Nike Free, mm-hmm. and Nike Free came with like instructions. It was like. Don't wear these for more than like two hours. Oh, yeah. Um, they were like minimalist, right? Yeah, yeah, they were minimalist shoes, but they just like, they knew that people would go out and just like wreck themselves with it. Oh, these were minimalist? There's, um, at the time, they're like stretchy, like, I don't know, your your toes can kind of move around a yeah, little bit. I've had they're not, freeze, yeah, yeah, they're not super minimalist. They but. just didn't have a lot of like strong cushion on the bottom, mm. right? They were, because I, I remember I tried them on, I'm like, these are fucking dumb. Like, they were so uncomfortable. Yeah, they were weird. Yeah. Because, like, when you try them on in the store, you know, the store has like, you know, like whatever, con- whatever yeah, hard right. surface. And I just remember walking like, oh, wow, these are not for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, I could wear them now, but I wouldn't because they're still too narrow. But yeah. yeah, I remember like, damn, why do people want these? And thinking that about people running in them because that's like kind of what the community was, uh, it was geared towards. I was like, damn, I'm never going to do that. I, I want to finish with kind of saying uh, that I think that for myself, like running is, is really helping me with a lot of stuff. Mm. Um one thing that it's not helping with is like me being able to like just kind of chill because like I feel like I have more energy, so I just want to do more shit. And uh, I used to do a lot of like writing, and I used to sit down and like think a lot. And I just, it's very difficult for me to do that now. I'm yeah. like, I need to go fucking like run or walk or do something. I'm like, I can't sit here any longer. So it's kind of almost messed me up that way a little mm-hmm. bit because I do enjoy uh, like relaxing here and there, but. It's like uh, kind of got deprogrammed out of me, I guess. Mm. Um, but the other thing I think it's doing is I do think it's changing my body. And whether it's for the better or for whatever, um, I think that my – like I think that over a period of time, uh, which is my kind of goal anyway, is I will get like leaner and leaner. But I think that I will have less overall muscle mass. But that has to do with like the way that I'm training and the way that I'm eating. I'm not like trying to – I'm not really trying to like bulk up or be uh, bigger. 
But I, that's just some stuff I've noticed where my body just looks, it just looks different. Um, and you also might go through a time period where you, uh, it's almost like going on like a kind of hard diet. Mm. At first you might go like, oh man, like this is not a good look because it takes some time to adjust and it takes some time to learn how much do I diet? How much do I run? How much do I do these things? So at first you might think, oh man, I think I'm losing my shoulders or I'm losing this or losing that. Your body will adjust. It will take a little bit of time and you'll continue to get in better and better shape. And I want to also add in, that's why I started jujitsu. You know, when, when I started jujitsu, I was like 270. It was like when I was focusing on powerlifting and it was after I got injured from soccer, but like I had all this muscle, but my body was like not doing well. It wasn't reflective of like someone who was active. I looked Mm -hmm. big and muscular, but it's like I lacked a good amount of mobility. I lacked ability to move. So I started jujitsu and now we're doing running. And for me personally, the thing that I want athletically is I want to be able to perform at a great level. I want to be able to have a great body, but I want that body to be able to perform things. I don't want a body that just has a look, but then I can't bend down and comfortably tie my shoes. I can't go and take a brisk jog without being winded. Like the, the, the a body that can't do shit. Mm-hmm. Right. So, I mean, that's kind of why I think it's great to have all these different capacities because then life is better. I mean, Having a great body in terms of being muscular is cool, but if you have more capacities as far as being able to run, being able to move well, having good mobility, you'll age better, right? So I think that's something to try to keep in mind. Um, We're trying to have like a whole view of what we're able to do at this point. It kind of a little bit reminds me of like if you have a goal to get better at like pull-ups or push-ups, like what's the fastest way to improve those? To lose some weight. What's the fastest way to feel better when you're running? To lose some weight. I mean, if you just lose a little bit, like I'm talking just a couple pounds, you'll like notice the difference. Mm-hmm. Uh, those of you that mess around with pull-ups, if you lose a little bit of body body weight, especially body fat, you lose a little bit of body fat, uh, the pull-ups just feel that much easier. So it kind of encourages you to stay on point with that, and I think uh, might be something you want to examine. Um, I also forgot to mention, like part of the whole reason why I'm messing with like running in the first place is I have a goal. To, I would like to work my way into like doing like 200s and 400s and 100s. Mm. Um, I don't know how fast. I don't know if these will be like sprint sprints, mm. but like <clears throat> that's kind of because I, I went to the track maybe like a year and a half ago and I messed around with it a bit. And I'm like, I have just, there's, this does not, that did not work well. Like that was, that was too hard. This is going to be too difficult to recover from. And I'm like, mm. I need some sort of capacity, I think, because I don't have any you know, general physical preparedness going into this, like none. So uh, I was like, let me backtrack a little bit. Let me mess around with some running. So I probably like have done enough of that now to kind of transition into uh, running some shorter distances, but I'm having fun doing what I'm doing. So over time, you'll start to see me kind of mingle with doing hundreds, 200s, 400s, maybe some 800s here and there, because those really suck. And that actually means you're a runner when you're doing those, because those are just god awful but Damn. i'll be mixing in some of that shit uh hopefully sometime soon 800s i know let's go and you want to take us on out of here absolutely thank you everybody for checking out today's episode we sincerely appreciate it uh please do us a favor and hit that like button and drop us a comment down below let us know your questions in regards to getting into running and hopefully we can answer them on the next one uh subscribe if you guys are not subscribed already and please follow the podcast at mb power project on instagram tiktok and twitter my instagram tiktok and twitter is at i am andrew z and Seema, where you be <laughs> 
Oh, Mills underscore on ah, Discord. Yes. Thanks for that question, homie. And if you guys are in Discord, every now and then we're going to hop into the Ask PP channel of the Power Project <laughs> Discord, which you can go and find in the description, and we will take questions from there. And see my ending on Instagram and YouTube, and see my yin yang on TikTok and Twitter. Mark, I got to try this workout from Aerobic Capacity. He said, oh. "You run a two hundred. Oh, this sounds awful. <laughs> you jog an eight hundred. Then you run a 200, and then you, uh, yeah, then you jog a 200, and then you sprint 500 meters. It just sounds like death. I don't know. That guy's crazy. I'm at Mark Smelly Bell. Strength is never weak. This week is never strength. Catch you guys later. Bye.